0: Today's guest is an entrepreneur. She started her business because she saw an opportunity in the industry she was working to bring diversity into the industry, and she wanted to do things right. She had some ideas. She worked in a great company, but saw an opportunity to start her own business, and she was very humble. She went out, and she learned, and she she searched information, and she got the right information, and she followed her path. And today, she owns a global supply chain company, a freight company. And we just had a great conversation. I'm glad you're here. Let's go. You're listening to Espresso Jam, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. And welcome to the show. Today, I am so happy. I am meeting and talking with a wonderful, fantastic woman who I met on a networking organization meeting over Zoom recently. And... um, she is the owner, founder, and president of Mays Freight Solutions, a global supply chain company. She's also a wife and a mother, and she's an author. She wrote a book called Finding Your Toddler Ambition, and in between that, she's a community activist and is actively working to improve supply chain logistics through technology. So welcome to the show, Jay Mays.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on, Joe. I'm excited to be here and excited to share, you know, our origin and our journey, our beginning, our middle, and, you know, what we see towards the future.
0: Yeah, so we
1: had this meeting
0: scheduled a month or so ago, but speaking about new things, we had to put it off. Didn't
1: we? <laughs> we did have to put it up. The Lord blessed, and we were able to add a new addition to our home. Our new, my new niece <laughs> was born, and so you know that right there. Life and certain circumstances kind of you know throw things to. You have to put things to the side to quickly tend to family business, and I'm all about family all about family and so uh but everything is all good she's healthy she's beautiful and now we are here to be able to record and have a great conversation
0: that that is so awesome uh that just you know it's just fantastic fantastic it love do. babies and and all, I the, do. all the good stuff yeah I do. yeah so jay where do you hail from today
1: okay i am i reside in overland park kansas kansas in Kansas. Yes, we are right here in the Midwest. <laughs> Where everything has to flow through. So, you know, we get the best of both worlds, not so much the ports, but we do have rail hubs that flow through Kansas City, but we are able to, you know, control and also analyze freight from all regions of the world being here, all regions of the of, of United States, North America by being here in the Midwest. So it's a great place for me. And the cost of living is just wonderful Mm. here.
0: I don't know anything about that. I'm on the East Coast.
1: Are you on the East Coast? (laughs) So you know what, Um, how is fuel on the East? I try to keep up with the different regions, but certain cities actually change as well. So how is that for you all on the East? Would you
0: be surprised? We hit a new record today you
1: <laughs> okay and what is that It's somewhere around 420
0: 4.18, oh. something like that
1: oh man diesel is still above five dollars yeah. a gallon and so that's what I mainly pay attention to and I'm sorry it, it is it is it is bad around the nation the yeah and that's actually cool. the globe I was looking in Africa uh there's issues there issues in India issues even in the, you know, Southern regions, it's just, it's, it's all bad.
0: (laughs) And, you know, my, my wife and I, we both work from home, so we don't get in the car. I mean, we'll go weeks sometimes and we'll do five miles maybe, but I'm sure it really affects your business.
1: It does. It does affect our business because we know the supply chain is what runs the world. Yeah. Trade, yeah, and now more than ever, people are realizing how important supply chain is, and uh, it's a topic of discussion every day, every week, every minute, every hour. <laughs> sure, <laughs> because this is how our goods and services—if you look around—everything that's in your home, everything you eat, everything you put on your body, everything you use to fix your home, everything your tech, everything derives from supply chain and right. trade.
0: So. <laughs> the the general population in the US has been talking about supply chain exponentially so in the last year and a half we start yeah. hearing about you know cars not got not getting their chips and things like right. that computers and right. things like that but you've been talking about supply chains for many years
1: for many many years i mean and it's it's interrupting every industry the beauty industry the manufacturing industry the agricultural industry, the tech industry, it is affecting it. Now, I just want everyone to know that everyone who is in supply chain is working so hard to fix this issue. And for those who don't know what is going on is when you've had a system that has been operating the same way with general improvements for, you know, a few hundred years or so or a hundred years or so, anything past 50 years And you break that for two weeks uh, when the economy shut down, the government shut down, half of the workforce does not return to work. (laughs) That's when we start seeing major supply chain issues. And also while those people who are at work on the lockdown what are they doing? They're on their phones. They're ordering. They're ordering. They're buying. They're cyber buying. And all of that has to be shipped, right? So you, we, we, we stack on demand. We have half of the labor who did not go back. So you've got high demand, no labor. What do you think is going to happen, Joe?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I know you know, I've seen prices go up. I I've, I've seen Amazon prices go up recently.
1: Amazon prices, the overhead with with They're, what's going on with fuel cost right now. Yeah. It's is it's now trickling down to it's starting to put some trucking companies out of business because they just cannot afford the overhead. And then we have rates we're, we're doing everything in our power to keep vendor rates low. We know that, you know, rates rose 25%. I mean, they just they hyped up so bad. So, you know, vendors have to try to keep costs low, but also keep operations moving. And then right. you have the trucking companies who are the guys who are transporting with, with high fuel, five dollars, over five dollars a gallon. And, Joe, what,
0: and what was it two years ago? Because I'm, I'm not really up on diesel prices. <laughs>
1: Diesel prices we were hovering in the threes, almost the fours, but the threes, you know, high threes. Okay. You know, hovering. Yeah. There's nowhere near five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So trucking companies now are having to make decisions. Also, trying to find the labor. You know, it's it's it seems like work has just been discredited and no one you know i look and say what are we going to do in the future you know all of this work we're putting in now to build sustainable companies if we don't have the skill set labor to come in when we have to pass along these businesses that we've built what are we going to do for the future so now i'm also advocating for people to join the supply chain Mm -hmm. sector you know trying to make truck driving attractive again and what it's going to take is more motivation. I mean, if we can get some of these uh, social media, you know, uh, big tech companies to start trying to advertise and and put out that trucking the trucking industry needs you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I know. Yeah, I know we can try to make money on TikTok, but you know, to be honest, the way we need to eat is the trucking industry needs you. <laughs> so let's let's back up a little bit here. Yeah. How is it?
0: That you came to own a freight solution company, Global Supply Company, and um, tell me a little bit about how that came about. Did you grow up playing with trucks or dolls? No, I mean,
1: <laughs> I did not. You know, I grew up just like you know, playing with dolls. Of okay. <laughs> As my I had toddler ambition. I you know one thing. I I wrote a book called Toddler Ambition, and I refer to this a lot because when I was growing up. My parents, which is my father behind me, he was a blind man, but he had the ambition of a businessman. And even though he was blind, his ambitions grew and grew into him being a, 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 uh, a national businessman. But what I did was I watched my parents and I watched people around me. They, My father was always doing business. Not only was he doing business, he was a pastor of a church as well. And so I would meet all you know, all walks of life that would come to him for advice. If it was business, I would expect in business. If it was for the church, for God, uh, winning souls to Christ, I would see the way he and my mother would do that. Uh-huh. But um, I got to meet a lot of people and I got to see different industries, you know, just not in a box of the lawyer, doctor, you know, what they're telling us about in school, What are the eight scientists, lawyer, doctor, doctor teacher, fireman, policeman, you know, just the regular aid options, so. (laughs) But I got to see this and I had um, cousins who were in the trucking industry. Okay. But it still didn't spark into me thing to me. You know, we used to, as kids, ride and we see the trucks and we do like that's this, right. <laughs> you know, you know, we all do it. And then yeah. we see the smoke come out of the pipe and we, you know, when they they hunt their hunt, it shakes your little car. It's so it's so exciting. <laughs> but you know, I was never putting anything together. Like, man, you know, this guy is really delivering the bread that we eat in the grocery store. Sure. It hadn't. A girlfriend of mine told me about a wonderful company. This is in 2008. And she said, I found this company that they're in freight. But not only are they in freight, they care about their employees. It's like a family. You have potential to grow there. There's learning potential. And the CEO, is he really connects with his employees. And so I checked into it. And by the way, this company is called FreightQuote.com. It has been since sold off. uh, The original founder did sell it, which it really hurt all of our hearts because we were a big family. But just like any other company, it starts off great and then, you know, it gets acquired and things change that's just how it is sure but i started at this company and i knew nothing I, I renew i knew my cousins worked in it and they were team drivers i did know about that husband and wife team so oh wow so they were I long knew.
0: so long haul trucking. long
1: haul long haul okay. and, and you knew
0: nothing long. about really nothing about the business when you started Nothing. So, what nothing. did you do when you got in there knowing nothing?
1: So, I got in there and um, I told the lady when she, when I interviewed and I learned, I did all my research about the company. Mm. And when I learned about them, I said, Oh my God, this is fascinating. This is trade. I've always wanted to get in and exporting, always. But I was trading more on a commodities trader, but not infrastructure commodity. Okay, okay. So, you know, I dabbled in that a little bit. I was really trying to find myself, Joe. Where do I fit in? And we all go through that. Sure. We all go through, you start off here, and sometimes your first idea isn't your best idea. And so you start off <laughs> trying to find yourself. But when I found myself here, learning supply chain, learning the different trucks, learning different routes, learning how city uh, governance, clearances, bridge clearances, infrastructure, I, I I I fell in love. Uh, wow! Yeah, I fell in love. I and can I, see
0: the passion coming through.
1: I fell in love with everything, uh, whether it's ocean freight, air freight, mm. you know, even tariffs. I mean, I can go on and on about everything that I love because now I'm communicating with different countries. I get to, you know, speak to different ethnicities and we're all speaking the same language, supply chain. Wow. So now yeah. I'm able to speak to someone in Asia, able to speak to someone in, uh, let's say, Ukraine, because then you have agriculture with wheat coming out of Ukraine. I'm able to speak to someone in the UK. I'm able to speak to all of these people. and We're all speaking the same supply chain language. That's
0: so cool. So it's cool.
1: so cool. It also gave me a platform to spark up a conversation with anyone. Do hmm. you understand? On any language, on, on, on any any subject or topic, because supply chain involves everything. Sure. So I learned, I grew, I was able to really uh, work very closely with the CEO. And it kind of felt like, you know, I was being groomed for what I'm doing, but it was not consciously. Okay. It just happened to happen. Sometimes things happen for divine, you know, for a divine purpose. And I, I I am a sole believer of that, that anyone you meet, you make sure they add value to your life, you know. Right. Um, but he did. And he took to me and I opened up that, you know, what, the operation that he was running was fantastic. I had never seen an operation ran like this. Everything ran so smooth. Hmm. The man was a genius in building a successful infrastructure that would go on to help people as a legacy. I loved it. I loved everything about it. So I wanted to get in it. This is what I wanted to do. I was okay. dead on it. This is what I want to do. But what I did see, I said, that I could bring diversity for women to this. Hmm. This is what I could do. I so that's,
0: was that the, the, um, the inspiration
1: then to that go the out on your own? That was the inspiration for me to go out on my own. Okay. The inspiration was we all know it's a man's world. We know that, Joe. <laughs> less and less.
0: Which which and I which less is a good and thing. less, yeah. yes.
1: But in supply chain, it is a man's world. But I saw more of who the brains were behind the operations of it. And so I said, man, if I could introduce this to women who I know were extremely good critical thinkers, could think swiftly, could communicate with anyone, they just hadn't had this type of opportunity to be able to spread their wings. If I can do this, then not only am I creating something that will change lives, this could be something that could feed families forever. So I did. I saw the opportunity and I took the opportunity. I didn't wait for opportunities to come from me, I mean, to me, I got up and I made them. And I said, what if I could do this on this scale, but even better? Because we're always evolving and there's always room for improvement and advancement.
0: It's important to get moving.
1: You have to start,
0: you can't improve nothing if you're just sitting watching TV. If you're just
1: sitting there, exactly. So I, I, you know, I couldn't wait. I was like, you know, I always knew that I was groomed for something very, you know, strong, something that God was really having me do to to impact many, many lives. And I was like, what is it? What is it? And it comes to supply chain. This is where my passion is. And this is where lives can really change.
0: So you opened your own business. Right. And then were you by yourself or did you hire people right away? Did you were you on a on a shoestring budget.
1: Oh, so my husband and I—we made the decision. He was my cheerleader, my advocate for this, and um, this was something I always wanted to do. You know, I had a little faith. I did, you know. But you know, you've got that faith, but then you also got that other one saying, "Are you sure this is something you want to do?" <laughs> That's right. In, yeah, you know, talking here, you, talking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's over here. It's over <laughs> here. He was my, my advocate. He was my spiritual guidance. He was my cheerleader. And he says, I know what you can do. And if, and he started naming, you know, some, some individuals who were not as, as honest as they could be in business. And he would say, if so and so can do this, I know wow. you can do it because you have righteousness in you. I know you can do that. And where I know where your passion is for changing lives. So one day we just woke up and we said, let's just go do it. So we woke up, went downtown, got our business license, got the plan put together. You know, I, the first thing I did was seek out um, mentorship. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Got that path to lead me to the correct direction, went down to the SBA, you know, joint jumped on some classes to learn because this is new. You know, I'm coming from a sales agent and now I'm going into being a business owner. So I had to learn how to manage myself. Self-control. I had to learn how to make definite decisions. I had to learn financials. I had to learn how to become a CEO Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I could not be afraid to ask questions. I asked so many questions. I joined all the free organizations that I could. I started surrounding myself around successful business leaders, also small business leaders who to tell me what to do, what not to do. I think that is.
0: That is such a great mindset and attitude to go into business and knowing that you don't know, but having that ambition to find out and the humility to say, I don't know, I need to Mm -hmm. learn. Yeah, That is so awesome.
1: Yeah. I surrounded myself with an, I built an ecosystem around myself. Yeah that, you know, if this person didn't know the answer, they knew someone who did know the answer. And when I was going through the hard times, I built such great relationships that, you know, when I was going through the hard times, there were people to come and help pick me up, to say, you know what, this isn't it. You can do this, let me show you how. You can go this way, don't go that way. And if anyone who is going into business to be an entrepreneur, you have to build that ecosystem around you. You can't be afraid to ask questions and you have to listen and execute. That's right. And that's
0: so let's talk about ambition. Yes, and specifically toddler ambition. Toddler ambition. And, and if you listen to the beginning of this uh, conversation with Jay, you know that she's an author, and her book is called "Finding Your Toddler Ambition." It's available on Amazon, and we're going to yep. talk about that book right now. What? How? How did this come about? Toddler well, ambition.
1: Toddler ambition. I. You know, I watch my children, Joe. I watched my children as they were babies, small toddlers, and I watched their inquisitiveness, okay? Mm -hmm how inquisitive they were, how ambitious they were, that, you know, any little thing, any sound, they're looking around, what's that sound? What's this feel like? What's that taste? And they wanted to get into everything. And then as they grew a little more, they knew everything. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, that they, must have been teenage they,
0: years or so. <laughs> Over the teenage
1: years, you know. But as business, I watched, I said, business is like a toddler when you're starting one. Hmm. Because for one, you have to crawl before you walk. And crawling, even just taking that first step, that first that first leg up to even go to, to move forward, that's a lot. Right? Also, toddlers, when they begin to walk, how many times do they fall? A lot. Right. But then how many times do they get up, Joe?
0: Yeah, every a time, every, every time. Every
1: single time they get up. Every single time. Toddlers. They they want to learn more and more and more. So what do they do? They ask so many questions. What is this? What is that? What is this? What is that? And it gets on our nerves. But what is that doing? Brain development. Right. And what we're doing is we're feeding them, we're molding them to be bigger, to think bigger. To okay, this is bigger than this, and this is bigger than this, and and this is bigger than this, and that's. What parents do? We mold them, but their brains are expanding and expanding. And even in business, you have to ask many questions. You have to, you know, you have to ask, what does this do? What does that do? What does this do? What does that do? Because it's all new. So I watched the children. I watched how they were fearless. You know, their definition of flying is not jumping out of a plane or flying like a bird. Their definition is, uh, if I jump off this bed, I'm going to be flying for a split second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I remember those years.
1: (laughs) You remember those years. You remember when, you know, they knew that at the pool there had to be this height But, you know, they thought in their mind, I'm not this height, but I think I can get on this ride. So they didn't have any fear of trying new things. Right. You know, they had ambitions to be the best at everything that they wanted to do. They had ambitions. You know how children are when it comes to animals. They just love and love. (laughs) They love so much. But if we brought that same love and passion back to everything that we do. Hmm. as toddlers do, you know, when, when your children pick the flowers and they pick it for mommy and they bring you dandelions, but to them, their eyes, they're the most beautiful flowers in the world. And all they want to do is just take them to mom to make her happy. That's right. Yep. The ambition that they love everything. They love every animal. They love nature. They want to learn and they want to expand their minds. This is what toddler ambition is about.
0: Isn't that a little bit dangerous in an adult So if you like, I suffer from shiny object syndrome. Okay. And a lot of what I heard you talking about, I'm like relating to my particular (laughs) addiction to shiny objects. Um, I gotta, I gotta bring it in, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, you're addicted to shiny objects.
0: Oh yeah, I'm exaggerating a little bit you know, but yeah, I I, know, I get distracted. Well,
1: no, are, you shiny I get distracted? Ed- are you saying diamonds? Are you addicted to diamonds? No,
0: no, not diamonds. No, no. My okay. shi- My shiny objects are like a new computer program.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: A new bicycle, a new part for my bicycle, something like that.
1: What's wrong with that?
0: It's distracting.
1: Is it distracting? Okay, so you're not having an ambition problem. You're probably having a time management, <laughs> or either, <a> time... <laughs> because to me, you have to keep the brain going, yes, strong, definitely. So if you're learning about new computer software, you're uh, you, what are you doing? You're exercising your brain, correct, yes. and you're not letting it sit idle. When you're learning about a new part to put on a bike what are you doing? Are you exercising your brain?
0: Well, I, I I don't look at it that way, but I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're always learning. Right. You're always wanting and inquisitive about new things. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, when it becomes a consumption, yes, you might have to dial that down. Just like we tell our children, you can't eat the whole cookie jar, you know, a jar of cookies, you know, you can have one or two. So what you do is you limit your intake of those things and you, and 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 you manage that, but I wouldn't. I don't see anything wrong with always learning, Joe. That's what so. I
0: do. It's it's almost like I have to take my daily pill, so I only take one cookie from the jar. You
1: only take <laughs> don't cookie don't from
0: spend the jar. my day. Don't spend yeah. my day on the distractions.
1: Exactly. So just take one, but reward yourself with a cookie.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: I do. That's what I'll say about that, Joe. <laughs>
0: My mom had to hide that cookie jar way up high.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. My mom, you know what? And our book cover, you'll see on the front, it's my two and my son is holding up three fingers and my daughter has a cookie in her. But that story is because I did hold the cookie jar all the way up high above the refrigerator. And then when I went to my bedroom just for a second, I can't remember what I was doing. When I came back, they had innovatively got the cookie jar from above the refrigerator using chairs stools and drawers from the cabinet teamwork teamwork yes And then when i busted them in the bathroom they were eating the cookies so that oh. was the toddler ambition that's the book cover because for one they had teamwork they were innovative and they achieved their goal of <laughs> getting
0: <laughs> you almost want to congratulate them but you, you also always, want to spank, you know, spank their little hiney a little you bit. Yeah,
1: you want to spank their little honey. It's like, didn't I tell <laughs> you? But at the same time, you're like, good Lord, this was genius. <laughs> how they did that. Yeah, yeah yes. the, ambi- the ambition that they were innovatively thinking to work together to get what I told them not to get.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a, like a great book and great stories. Um, it is.
1: So tell me.
0: Jay, what, what do you have going on now? What what exciting projects and things do you have going on?
1: Oh, man, we've got so much going on. We're building, uh, we're improving, always improving our logistics supply chain company, you know, uh, making sure we're adding value to our customers' lives to make sure their supply chain is running smooth, smoothly. Um, Our biggest project right now is working on improving supply chain. And so, you know, right now we're working on for 2023, a big expo, which is going to be bringing in um, all of these uh, supply chain tech companies in the Midwest. We want to bring them together to talk about the future of supply chain, how to better supply chain. You know, it's broken and we're just it takes all of us to come together to try to figure this out. And so that's what we're working on the project to bring this tech uh, supply chain tech sector to the Midwest for 2023 for the first time. So we can discuss how to better supply chain so we can make sure we get the kids the baby formula that they need, the agriculture that we need, you know, just even the toilet paper, Joe. Everything could be at risk if we don't come together and figure this out.
0: Yeah, sure. And we'll have more information on that in the show notes. Um, So if anyone's interested in learning more about that, they can look in the show notes. We'll have information on how to how to connect with Jai and also about her book. We'll have all that in the show notes, along with with additional information. Right now, Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of people listening to us and they're wondering all of this, this exciting talk, right? Enthusiastic talk. (laughs) What would be the one takeaway you'd like to leave with our audience today?
1: One thing I would say is we've all seen that what, how life can change in an instant. Uh, We had a pandemic to come through and it took a lot of lives and it scared a lot of lives and it impaired a lot of lives. The one thing that I will tell you, if there is something that you want to do that is positive and life-changing, but could also could better your life and also better those around you, don't wait, don't procrastinate have faith, have faith in God, have faith in yourself, and just do it because everyone needs each other right now. So yes, if there's anything do. that you want to do, just do it. Just do it. Take that first step. Take that first step. That yes. is
0: an awesome message, Jai, and it has been such a pleasure talking with you. I can't believe the time has gone
1: so I fast. know, I know, because we could talk forever, Joe. We could go yes. on and on.
0: <laughs> we'll have to have you back on the show.
1: Okay, sounds good. I'd love to be a part.
0: Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Jai, and have a great day.
1: Uh, you too. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye Take bye. care. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J O E M A T Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex able I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.